about anything. He accepts anything that anyone might do, and he never disapproves. He's like that big teddy bear or a grandparent. You ever seen a grandparent like that? Maybe even a parent. The kids are hanging off the chandelier, and they just keep on talking like nothing's happening. Kids go running up and down the stairs with scissors, and yeah, they're just oblivious to that. They don't say a, th a thing about it. They envision, I think many people envision God like that, but he just doesn't care. He's not concerned about sin. He's so unconcerned about sin that he doesn't even pay attention. He doesn't even notice. You can sin all you want, and God's just not going to notice. He's going to be oblivious to it. That's the idea that many people have about God. And if he does notice sin, in God's eyes, it's not a very big deal, many people think. that He just doesn't really, doesn't really care. He's not all that worked up about that. You know, I'm like that with things around the house and in the car. There are things in my house and things in my car that I don't really like. They're not the way that I would have them. There's dirt on the walls. There's smudges here and there. There are things that are marked up and dented and dinged. The carpet in the car is dirty because I have kids. It's not the way that I would like them to be. If I had my preferences, things would be cleaner. Things wouldn't have the scratches and the marks. There wouldn't be stains here and there. But that goes with the territory. And when the kids are gone, I can repaint the walls. It's not the way I would prefer it to be, but I just accept that that's the way that it is. In the minds of many, I think that they view God this way. That he wishes we wouldn't sin, and if he had his preferences, we wouldn't sin. But he knows that people sin, and it's just, okay, he's just going to accept it. And he's not all that worked up about it. It's not that big a deal. And so by all means, when you sin, they would say, don't feel guilty about it. Because God just accepts it, and he's not all that worked up about it. It's not that big a deal. If anyone is too worked up about it, it would be the preachers who are preaching against sin all the time. They need to lighten up because God just isn't all that worked up about it. He's not that, that concerned. God doesn't care, or God is not all that worked up when we sin, is the idea that many in the world today have. And it is a comforting thought. It is a comforting thought to think that God doesn't care when we mess up. That He doesn't mind, and He just would overlook it. The problem is that this idea is patently false. God ex has exactly the opposite attitude about sin, and we need to understand that. Hope you have your Bibles out this morning because we're going to be turning to, in our Bibles to the verses that we're looking at. We're going to start with that verse that Grant read for us in Psalm 7. Psalm 7, look at verse 11 again. Psalm 7, verse 11. God is a just judge, and God is angry with the wicked every day. That's not the image that we just talked about, is it, of God. God has indignation, Grant said. God is angry, this version says, with the wicked every day. It's not a temporary thing. It's not a transient thing. It's not a random thing where he's upset with sin one day, but another day he just overlooks it. 
It's not an intermittent thing that it just happens to be the mood that God's in, whether He's going to get upset about sin or He's not. God is constantly angry with the wicked every day. He's not overlooking sin. He doesn't think sin is not a big deal. God is mad when we mess up. God is angry with the wicked every day. And it's not just a mild displeasure. You know, there's some things in our lives that sort of are an annoyance to us. Some things that sort of get on our nerves. That is not how it is with God. Over and over again, we see that God's displeasure with sin is described in fiery terms. Turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Notice how it talks about God's anger with sin. And it's not a mild thing. Deuteronomy 4, verse 24. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24. This idea, this phrase is, is repeated again in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29 for us. Hebrews, or Deuteronomy 4, verse 24. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Hebrews 12, 29 says, Our God is a consuming fire. God is angry with the wicked every day, and His anger is described as a fire. Turn over in your, books, your Bibles to Amos. In the book of Amos, chapter 5. We're going to be going to some places in your Bibles that may be hard to find. Amos, chapter 5. Amos 5, verse 20, verse 6. Amos 5, verse 6. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it with no one to quench it in Bethel. Get right with God, lest he break out in fire. Fire that cannot be quenched. Have you seen fire break out? It's a fearful thing. It's a fearful thing. Have you ever struck match to a match to gasoline and see the fire just run and break out? So it is with God and God's anger with sin. Seek the Lord and live lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it and no one to quench it in Bethel. That's not a teddy bear, is it? That's not a doting grandfather. God is angry with the wicked every day. Turn to another book that may be a little bit harder for you to find, Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 1. Zephaniah chapter 1. The second to the last book in the Old Testament. For those who are fumbling, we don't cite this one very often in our sermons. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 18. Zephaniah 1, verse 18. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of His jealousy, for He will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. God is going to devour the wicked with fire. 
Have you seen things that have been devoured by fire? Have you ever been by a forest that was devoured by fire? How about a house? Or maybe a car. Have you ever seen a car that burned to the ground? Devoured by fire. Complete destruction. And there's nothing that can be done about God's fire. When God breaks out in fire, there's nothing that can be done. Turn back in the book of Psalms to the 21st Psalm, Psalm 21. And notice how David described God's anger at sin. God's anger, Psalm 21. Psalm 21, begin with verse 1. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation. How greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with the, goodness, uh, the blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. You ask life, he asked life from you and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him, for you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through his, the mercy of the Most High he shall not be moved. Your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. You shall make them as a fiery oven in the time of your anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their offspring you shall destroy from the earth and their descendants from among the men, sons of men. For they intended evil against you. They devised a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore you will make them turn their back. You will make ready your arrows and your, uh, and on your string forward, your arrows on your string forward toward their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing and praise your power. Do you see God's anger? And do you see how He's going to devour the wicked with fire? We could cite numerous other examples of God's anger at sin being described as fire. Isaiah chapter 30. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah 30 verse 27 beginning. Isaiah 30 verse 27. Over and over again, this idea is, is being presented to us. Isaiah 30, verse 27. Behold, the name of the Lord comes from afar, burning with His anger. And His burden is heavy. His lips are full of indignation and His tongue like a devouring fire. He's burning with His anger. Have you ever been so upset and so angry that you were hot and burning with that? That's how God views those who are wicked. He is burning with anger at those who are evil. Drop down to verse 30. In verse 30, The Lord will cause His glorious voice to be heard and show the descent of His arm. With the indignation of His anger and the flame of a devouring fire, with scattering tempest and hailstones, God is angry. It's described like fire. We could look at other examples of this over and over again. When God unleashes His wrath, it is like fire, and no one can stop it. In Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 12. Jeremiah 21, verse 12. 
O house of David, thus says the Lord, execute judgment in the morning and deliver him who is plundered out of the hand of the oppressor, lest my fury go forth like fire and burn so that no one can quench it because of the evil of your doings. When God unleashes his wrath, no one can stop it. He is angry with the wicked every day. And that anger is hot. That indignation is hot like fire. And a lot of that language, no doubt, is figurative. But I want to tell you, God has expressed that anger in literal fire throughout time. Maybe the most memorable examples of that is in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah. Turning back in your Bibles to Genesis. In Genesis chapter 13, we remember how wicked Sodom and Gomorrah were. And they were going to experience God's wrath at their sin literally with fire. In Genesis chapter 13, in Genesis chapter 13, look at verse 13. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. They were exceedingly wicked. And if you have any doubt about how wicked they were, turn over to chapter 19. Turn over to chapter 19. Start with verse 4. Deuteronomy 19, verse 4. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house, and they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See, now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you that you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. Then they, stand ba they said, uh, This one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in this city, take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place." Because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. The city was so wicked that God destroyed it with fire. It, they were brazenly wicked in Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, there weren't even ten people who were committed to living righteous lives. They were so wicked. And you drop over to verse 24 of chapter 19. We see that God's anger against Sodom and Gomorrah here is shown forth in literal fire. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Fire rained down out of heavens. God's wrath, God's anger. And this isn't the only case of God raining fire out of anger at wicked people. You remember Nadab and Abihu? Turn in your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus chapters 10, chapter 10, we see the incident of Nadab and Abihu. Leviticus chapter 10, beginning of verse 1. Leviticus 10, beginning of verse 1. Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. 
So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. God was angry at Nadab and Abihu. He had been clear on what he wanted. He told them how he wanted the the fire to be gotten, what he wanted from them in the area of fire, and they disregarded that. They They knew what God wanted, and they didn't give him what he wanted, what he asked for. They disrespected God. And when he ex- explained what he wanted, that eliminated everything else, didn't it? It's not hard to understand. When God tells you what he wants, you need to do what he asks you to do. And that eliminates any other option. You know, we understand this principle when we're on our way home and we call our wife and we tell her we we're going to bring home dinner and we ask her what she wants and she tells us what she wants for dinner. And there are a lot of other restaurants around, maybe even restaurants that you might want. But when your, do- when your wife asks for something for dinner, that eliminates everything else, doesn't it? You don't show up with McDonald's when she asks for something else. You get what she wanted. God asked for one kind of fire. They didn't honor him with that. And God was angry, and he punished them with fire. Fire went out and devoured them and destroyed them. Does God care when we don't do what he says to do? He absolutely does, over and over and over again. We see it in the case of the rebellion against Moses and Aaron in Numbers chapter 16 with Korah and Datham and Abiram. We won't read that passage for a case of time. But people, again, were rejecting God, rejecting His plan. And God was angry, and He devoured 250 folks with fire because of His anger. Over and over again, we see that God is angry with the wicked, and that anger is described as fire, and it isn't confined to just the Old Testament. As many would suggest... Many people would tell us that the God that we read about in the Old Testament is not like the God we read about in the New Testament. That something changed. That God is different today than He was then. But I want to tell you, God is still angry with the wicked today, and it is still a fiery, hot, wicked anger that is going to destroy the wicked. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. Fiery indignation. Same God, same attitude towards sin, isn't it? God is angry with the wicked. He's angry at those who do sin. Fiery indignation. How about 2 Thessalonians chapter 1? Turn your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, look at verse 6. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 6, beginning. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels 
in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Does the phrase flaming fire there mean anything more to you now after looking at how God has viewed sin throughout time? And how understanding how His wrath burns hot against those who are wicked? Does the idea that there's going to be flaming fire, does that resonate with you now? That God is still angry with sinners? This isn't a God who doesn't get all worked up about sin. This is a God who will take vengeance. God is angry with sin. His anger is expressed as being fiery anger. And He's going to take vengeance against sinners. Sinners are going to be punished. When God sees sin, He's angry about it. He's red hot mad. He's fiery about it. Well, all of this is just the introduction to my sermon today. The real point of our lesson this morning is in the next verse that we're going to look at. The next verse condemns a sin that is just as offensive to God as any of the sins that we've looked at. Just as the sins that we've looked at have challenged God's authority, have shown disrespect to God and His will, this sin does as well. And just as all of these sins, we've looked at homosexuality, we've looked at disregard for God's authority, just as those sins provoke God to fury, this sin provokes a similar response. And I could go into a long discourse about this sin. And it would be very warranted, and I probably should sometime, but I'm not going to do that today. Because this verse is so powerful that I don't want to get in the way of what it says. I was exposed to this verse last week, and it just struck me about how clear and how plain it was in God's attitude towards this sin. And you... I want you to see that this morning. I don't want to get in the way of that. And so I'm just going to read this verse, and that's going to be the sermon for today. After I read this verse, the lesson is yours. But I don't want you to hear what this verse says. I don't want you to focus on what this verse says in the context of what we said about God's anger with sin and how fiery that anger is and that indignation is. I want you to compare this verse with how you've lived. I want you to listen to this verse, and I want you to know how God has felt when you've committed this sin. I want you to listen to this verse, and I want it to impact you in how you'll behave from this point going forward. You need to hear this verse. You're the only person in this room that needs to hear this verse right now. This is about you, about how God feels about this sin. And the verse that we want to look at is Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. It's on the screen for you. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. 
For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused, so the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused, so the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and His anger was aroused. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. When the people complained, His anger was aroused. If you need to repent, and we can help you with this, will you let us know while we stand and while we sing?